This episode is brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Thrive from Stack to Unstoppable. Thrive from Stack to Unstoppable is the most comprehensive program for overcoming limiting beliefs so you can confidently take charge of your life and career. This newly updated program is an only step-by-step approach that holistically assesses your level of fulfillment and satisfaction in the key areas of your life. This is going to help you foster a bulletproof mindset so you can have clarity, let go of fear and those memorized patterns that are keeping you stuck from the person that you were created to be so you can be your most authentic self and build the confidence you need to succeed in your life and career. So to sign up for the next cohort of this program, all you need to do is go to www.wamboimboro.com forward slash thrive. That is www.wambuimburu.com forward slash thrive. And I can't wait to see you in class. And going back to the question, if I've experienced it myself, I would say for me, it's more of, okay, I feel like the self-doubt just comes with the ability to think, are you you doing good as you should? Mm -hmm. And the way I've changed that narrative in my mindset is that I'm always content where I am because I know I'm not competing with anybody. I do not compare myself with anybody. I do not compete with anybody. It's just me. And if it's only you in the race, you have nothing to lose. So everything that comes to me, I accept. And everything that doesn't come to me, I accept it too. Because I'm in no competition with with anyone, right? Think about it. So every award, I think I've won so far five awards. I did not expect that. They all came to me and I was like, hey, look, if somebody's sitting there and thinking, oh, Madonna is doing good. I need to be like her. Like you're competing with me. That's wrong. Everybody has a different path Mm -hmm. and journey. So I would say comparison, of course, we've had this so many times, is the joy killer. Don't compare. Be you. And do what makes you happy. Hi, I am a boy in Baru, a corporate girl who also has multiple passions. When I'm not at my nine to five, I spend time focusing on growing my small side business that I love. I created from stack to unstoppable podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies to help you get unstuck from limiting beliefs and find your purpose. If you're a professional, a nine-to-fiver, or an aspiring entrepreneur, and are looking to get out of your comfort zone, use your God-given talents and passion, you, my friend, are in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of From Stack to Unstoppable podcast. I am your host, Wambu Imburu. So today, my guest is Madonna Wambua. Madonna is a Chief Technology Officer for Google. She's a developer for Android, and she's also a coder. So in today's episode, we talk about the joys and struggles of being a woman in the tech field. We talk about why she values community and how community kept her from quitting her job as a woman in tech. We also talk about how to change the narrative of how we see self-doubt and imposter syndrome. We talk about how to set goals. We talk about how she has impacted a lot of women in the tech field and just really made an impact in the world as a woman in tech. 
She recently got an award from Success Magazine. And actually, she's gotten five awards in just one year. So I'm excited for this conversation. I won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's bring Madonna in. Hi there, Madonna. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. So when people ask, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you tell them? Well, that's a good question. I start by telling them I'm a mother. I'm also a wife, which are things that I feel like in my field, after working for many years, I've not met many people that are like that. But it, those are things that I identify with. And also the other unique thing is because I'm Black and I'm also a hardworking mom, I would say. But professionally, I am an author. I am also a founder. I am a CTO for actually, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. I CTO in for two companies, so it's pretty cool. And I am a Google developer expert. So that means Google acknowledges me as an expert in one of their field, which is Android, which is used by, I think, a billion people around the world. So wow. Google is pretty, Android is pretty big. If you have an Android phone, the operating system. Right. Very good. That's good to hear. Now, what is a CTO? What does that mean? A uh, CTO just means Chief Technology Officer, yes. which is you oversee all aspects of technology in that particular company that in, involves design, product building. And sometimes... It's not good to code, but I like coding, so coding. And yeah, so wow. it's just overseeing every production of the particular product that's being built. Right. Now, yeah. what led you to this path? Uh, that's an interesting one. So I wanted to become an aeronautical engineer because I loved planes. I grew up, of course, in Kenya, but we used to live near the airplane station, so we would see a lot of planes, and I was like, who made those planes? Because, and I feel like I sound like a broken record now because everybody avoid this story, but your listeners have not heard it yet. You have not. So it would, I would see the planes and say, I really want to understand how they're built because it was so fascinating that something like that would take people overseas, right? right. So to me, it was very stunning. And I think I started watching uh, this channel about how things how things are made by, I think, DSW. I forget if it was DSW, but... It was by a German channel, and then it that really inspired me a lot. So I ended up getting a laptop, and after that, I was like, oh, my God, who made this? So it's always been me wanting to know how things are built and yes. just being the person that's building because I was like, wait, am I not smart enough to do that? So that was also always my question. Now, the good thing is that I was strong in sciences during my school years. Okay. I was always the top student. I don't think I've ever been past top two, <laughs> but that said, I think that inspired me a lot to looking into what these things are. Now, the funny thing is that my mom or my dad didn't know about those fields because, I mean, the fields that are actually known back at home, if you're from Nairobi or from, actually, it's not only from Nairobi. I've sat on another, what is it called, research, and it's true that many parents don't know that computer engineering is a thing. They know the jobs that are normal engineering, which might be just, you know, a civil engineer or other engineers. And then they know about being a doctor, being a business person, being a teacher or an entrepreneur, but not a computer. So it wasn't that my mom or my dad told me, hey, you can be actually a computer scientist. No. And like now I can tell my kids that. Right. But I ended up learning by myself about what that path was after I got my phone. 
because I was like, oh my God. So we made the phone too. So wow. Now I make mobile. I mean, I'm an insider. As an expert, again, you're an insider. I get to help build the APIs or give feedback on the APIs that actually help build this operating system. So it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And so what are the challenges that you find as a woman in the tech field? I feel like this is also it's going to sound like a broken record, but I feel like everybody goes through the same. You are always the one. Yeah. And especially I've not worked in Kenya as an engineer, but when I came to the United States, went did my studies and then I got my first job, I was always the one. And it's so funny. I've been to a company where, of course, there were other women, I think two, but we also had many men. But there too, it was women at their old and young age with no kids, just living their life. And I was like, wow, but nobody looks like me. I don't think I've worked with in the engineer. No, I've not, which is very sad. And that's why sometimes I feel like it's easy for someone to give up because mm -hmm. most of the time you're like, who's rooting for you, right? So I decided not to do that. Even though sometimes I felt like, hey, it's really hard, you know, because you're expected to, to deliver. I mean, the, the work ethics here, I mean, I never worked in Kenya. So I, I know the work ethics here in America is pretty different right. and as compared to what I've heard in Kenya. But I've always been thinking and wondering how it must feel like for people that are in different fields that are by themselves. Like I am in engineering because it's very hard. You're like, you're going to give up tomorrow. Yeah. So what kept me going is just the passion of what I, because I didn't want to give up. I wanted to be that person that built that stuff. Right. And I've actually worked with cool companies and built cool stuff. Right. But at the end of it, it really, it sometimes can become draining. You mm -hmm. feel like you want to give up, but I actually found a community and that helped me a lot. That is what actually helped me stay in the te in, in tech because tech is very big like product managers are still in tech and I think you are UX designer not everybody codes but I'm in the coding part so it's pretty interesting that's pretty cool that you're in the coding part and you decided to stick because I was going to ask you what made you stick that must have been yeah. hard yeah. yeah the community I think for me when I found my community and that's after I felt like I was doing I almost gave up because every other day I'll be like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, let me ask you, as a person coming from another country to the U.S., I yes. came from Kenya, I came from mm -hmm. Kenya to the U.S., did mm -hmm. uh, having an accent, you know, you have an accent, did that bother you? Did that um, hold you back? Did I mean, ever nobody ever says I have an accent. That's an interesting thing. Because everybody, I mean, nobody has ever said I'm from Kenya. So maybe that gave me an advantage. But maybe you can hear it. I mean, I speak normally like I would. But I've never experienced that issue where somebody said you had an accent. Because most of the people think I'm either from the Caribbean yeah. or nobody thinks I'm from Kenya. When I say I'm from Kenya, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> most of the people think I'm from the Caribbean just around here, which is closer to the U.S. They're like, oh, you're not from the Caribbean? Somebody added, they thought I was from Haiti. And I was like, no, I'm not from Haiti. But I mean, I don't mind being from Haiti. Yeah. But yeah, so nobody has ever confused me or asked me, where is your accent? Actually, I interviewed for this company. I think it's called, it's a very famous company for protecting kids when they travel. No, it's tracking. And that's the only time I heard somebody ask me, are you from Australia? I was like, why? You, I know. Because <laughs> I said, I asked them, why? You sound like you're from Australia. I was like, oh, 
interesting. Nobody has ever said that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not from Australia. I'm from Kenya. I like, oh, I would never have guessed. Yeah. The, the reason why I asked that is because here you are in a field where you feel alone and then maybe yeah. now having an accent would maybe shrink, maybe, you know, feel like, okay, I'm not speaking like they are. And that stops me because I know I have that issue mm. where people would say, oh, we don't pronounce that this way. We, this way. we say like the word said, you know, S-A-D, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. say S-A-D and I'd be like, I, I've been, I came here after I was, I think, 25. So I mm-hmm. am not going to change. It's yeah. how I speak. So I'm glad that that did not uh, stop you. No, that I did not. I think that, I think the only different thing that I can maybe share similar experience with you is that when uh, I think in tech, there's a lot of tech jargon, which mm. is there's a lot of words that are very different and pretty sophisticated like for instance the words we use in technology they're not the words that you would use in a normal let's say setting like me and you talking so that's the only part when I felt a little bit insecure because I would not understand what those words meant because I mean come on English is not my first language you know and then when I hear mutability and I think variables before I I mean with the time you become better but the first times I was scared because I was like, oh, my God, what does mutability mean? <laughs> what yeah. does immutable mean? Because right. those are not words that would click to me, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, I did spend so much time learning <laughs> those words. And I remember one day writing on my review that because <laughs> I think I was so, you know, like you ask many questions. And then I said, actually, I think I know why, because I don't understand some of these words. And I was like, you know what? In my review, I wrote to myself that this is one of the things that I want to work on because I know those words, they're not like, they're not natural to me. They don't just come to me. So I wrote an entire list of the words that I was going to look. So that was the only thing that I felt like, oh my God. And then the funny thing is that they don't make it better for you. And that's the thing. You... And that's what that's the thing with the diversity too, because diversity doesn't just include you, including other people. It's just understanding that this person is from a different place and they don't have English as their first language. And being able to understand that they wouldn't know immediately what immutability or mutable means, right? Mm-hmm. And you being welcoming to that. But I don't feel that was the case. I feel like the guys were more like, oh, you don't know what that means? Why? You yeah. know, like they're shocked. Yes, it's because they don't know. So you don't know. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah. It's a good thing you wrote a, a manual for the codes. <laughs> I had to, <laughs> but then I realized this is the funny part. I realized it was it was a culture thing, though. It yeah. wasn't, yeah, because not everywhere. Because in other places where I worked, and there were other, let's say, traditions like we had some Indian there, or somebody from Brazil, or somebody from, let's say, Mexico. The people there would know that people are from a different place. So uh-huh. they would be very welcoming and say, yeah, even when they look at your code, they're like, they understand that this person is doesn't know English is their first language. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I think it's just different based on companies and the people too. You know, you never know who you're going to work with until you work with them. So yeah, it's yeah, pretty culture. tough. Every company has a different culture. Yeah. Good. Tell us about your, you have a company called Jibu Labs. Yes, I created the company as a consulting firm because I think it became much easier for me to know that 
now I'm a non-expert. I've spoken in many countries and also events, all this paid by Google. And I was like, I'm building my name out there so I can do consulting much easily, right? And yeah. I wanted to use your nickname so that everybody can be curious and always ask, what does Jibu actually mean? And that happened because all the time everybody's asking, wait, what does Jibu mean? And then have to explain. So it brings up that curiosity. And then for me, when I'm responding and answering, it brings in the client. So I've worked with a couple of great companies, mostly it's just consulting. Normally consulting is people reach out to you. They ask you, hey, we need your services here. For instance, I can give an example. This this company in New York, because I live in New York, that is building, what is it called? Crypto. Okay. And then they were like, you know what? We don't know how mobile applications in Android look like and we would want to consult with you. And then I was like, okay. So it was just only for, I think, two hours. So we consulted for two hours and I got paid over 3000 I was like, oh my God, this is good That's for two hours. Cool. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so consulting works like that, where people just reach out to you. And then the good thing is that you can, you you know, you're legit. So they can write tax and they can, you can report that in tax. So without right. a company, that would be very hard. So that's why I decided to create it. That's awesome. That's pretty yeah. good. Now, you recently got an award from Success Magazine. Uh, oh, that's several, which is pretty oh. funny and amazing. Yeah. Tell us a little, tell us about that. What made that award? No, I think it was the the way it works is that just people that are influencing communities around them making an impact. Mm -hmm. And I think the year mm -hmm. 2022 and 2023, I did travel a lot. I think I traveled, I spoke in over 30 conferences. Oh, wow. And oh, yeah, all of them paid by Google, which is good. Mm -hmm. And the, the good thing was that what I was doing is just educating others how to build applications and just build for the modern world because right now everybody has a phone mm -hmm. and every company that has like an application or something that's been used by customers they will definitely need to deploy for both platforms by both platforms I mean Android and iOS okay so I think it got a nomination and I think we had many women we had over 100 and then they normally just pick top 50 Right. And it was an honor. I mean, I was like, wow, they really thought I deserved. And then I remember telling my friend, hey, I got this. And she was like, oh, my God, I thank God. And she was like, no, you thank God and you because you did the job, too. <laughs> I was like, OK, good point. <laughs> good point. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Madonna is doing something that's really impacting the world or somebody. Yeah. Now, do you mentor girls and women who are interested in technology? Yes, I do mentor. I actually use the Ustripe mentor. I find it to be much easier to use. Mm -hmm. And that is high school students. So normally they just reach out to me via messages and we do a one-on-one. Because I feel like I find, I've, I also do have mentors who are like in the Android engineer, mm -hmm. like Android engineering field that I talk to from time to time. But mostly I like the one for the phone call. Like just somebody just sends me a message like, hey, I am struggling with this. How do I go about this? Or, hi, I want to go to college to do this. Do you think this is the right path for me? And then we gauge, what have you been doing at school? What have you achieved so far? You know, and I've also participated in mentoring for this group in Brazil, which is amazing because I don't know Portuguese, but 
it worked out because they had a translator and they reached out to me. They were like, hey, you know, we'd like for you to come speak to our mothers because it's a group of mothers. And I was like, yeah, definitely. So I definitely do enjoy doing the mentoring because it helps a lot. I also do have a mentor myself. I think it's good because yes. sometimes we can all learn from other people. Because again, yeah. I mean, yeah, you never, you don't know everything. And right. it's good to learn from other people. That's why when you asked me to, to, to come and join, I was like, yeah, I, I like to make myself accessible. Yes. Because I think you never know the impact you can have on someone's life. Because sometimes I might think I can't do it. But then when they look at me and they're like, but Madonna can do it. It can really inspire someone. Because awesome. I've heard that narrative. Like, hey, Madonna can do it. Why can't I do it? And That's I like that. exactly what I saw. When I saw that and I started following it, I'm like, wait a minute. Ah. Madonna is doing this. I wonder what my listeners would say, yeah. even myself. I'm like, that yeah. gives someone that inspiration. So I'm really honored that you could come and uh, share some things about what you do with my audience. Oh, yeah. Every time someone reaches to me, a community, I'm always, I mean, unless it's corporate, corporate definitely have to pay. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but a community, I'm always willing to help because I think this so much. And I think making ourselves accessible becomes much easier, even for the people, because you can't just keep building without thinking about the community around you. Because again, when we go back to my story in the beginning, I said the community really helped me a lot is when I com connected the community, I was able to find women and listen to other women that went through the similar things. And I was like, wow. So we definitely do need each other. We do. So, yeah. each other for sure now as, as I was researching for for this podcast interview I yeah. learned that one of your superpowers is taking action now yeah. my community sometimes we find ourselves procrastinating can you share a little bit about how do you avoid distractions and keep yourself focused oh that's a good question and I feel like through one of my mentorship sessions, I met with this lady, she's from Nairobi, and she asked me, how do you get to write a book, have a family, and do the speaking, and also do your job? And I told her, I think, number one, you have to look at what is taking your time. Number two, you have to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And then you have to always have the mindset of, if it's due, it's due, and you have to do it. Okay. Now, when we went through... The things I told her first, I don't spend so much time on my phone. It's okay. I look at social media, but I don't spend so much time. On average, I spend, I think, three hours every day on my phone. Wow. I'm not as scroll as doomed. I know. Because things, it's really? just looking at things that actually kill your productivity. Because yes. if you spend so much time on your phones, falling, which sometimes it happens, you end up being in a loop where you were supposed to do something, you forgot about it, and you will not get it done. Okay. And I've seen experts uh, acknowledging that. Put your phone aside for a few hours, you'll get things done. For me, I don't even need to do that. I think it's just natural. Because, I mean, I don't see anything to scroll about. Even when I log in into it and look it, I won't scroll. And scroll. Unless it's a Sunday or a Saturday when I'm just on the bed. Yeah, I don't do that. Because what am I looking for, you know? So we decided to look into our phone. I told her, hey, show me your phone. Let me see. How much time is be spending on your phone? <laughs> it was eight hours to nine oh. hours every day. And I was like, that's your full day. That's a work, it, a work day. Exactly. And sometimes it's not like she's doing it consistently. I don't think she does it the entire time. It's yeah. just the short period of times where she takes a break and then starts scrolling. And then with, without knowing, it's already an hour. Without knowing again, it's another two hours. 
So I told her, number one, you can cut down on that. And it's easy this way. Just put it aside, do the work. Because when I was doing what I was doing, I was able to write a book and also continue my work and raise my kids and also do the speaking because I do not procrastinate. And it's easy. If it's due, have it in your mind, it's due and just do it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because it, it still will be done at the end, right? Yeah, so yeah. So when you kill that time and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, you know, what's the purpose, you know? Yeah, I love that. That putting putting your phone away because that that then that's a big time killer, you know, just really being on the phone and scrolling and you're finding yourself, oh my gosh, like one hour is over and it's like, what did I do? So productivity, that's for sure. I will definitely start doing that. I do I do not disturb. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and that's no, I don't even put that. I mean, unless it's my mom who's sent me a text, I'll reply or something urgent or somebody calls me. But the other times I'm just doing what I'm, I need to do. And when I sit on my phone, I, even if I look at, I have social media, I have, but if it's to look at my phone, I just open it and look a few seconds and I'm done. Awesome. I don't, yeah. And I think, again, it's just something, I think I've said this before, but it's always about rewiring our mindset, you know? Like, do I need to spend so much time on this? What am I looking for? You know, if it's videos, I mean, can I just do this on a Saturday? Do I need to keep up? Yeah. I like that. I'm going to be asking myself, what am I looking for? I think that's exactly <laughs> what am I looking for? Oh, I really am not looking for anything right now. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, awesome. what are you looking for? What do you want to see? You know, because yeah. mostly when you scroll, it's like you want to see something or you see something interesting and keep going. But no, for what? <laughs> I, I like that. That's going to be very helpful to my listeners and to myself. So now many professionals struggle with imposter syndrome, self-doubt, these limited beliefs. Have you ever struggled with imposter syndrome? You know, asking yourself, oh my God, I'm in tech. Who do I think I am? That kind of <laughs> yeah. Have you ever struggled with that You know, type of imposter syndrome? Or what did you do? What can you share with my listeners? Now, that's a very good question because I've had this question over and over. And in fact, I did a talk in, I think it was in January in mm -hmm. Singapore. Google flew me to Singapore to give this talk, which is interesting because I've never been to Singapore. So I was there like for like three days or four days. So nice. super cool. Now, the thing is that I also listened to another woman talk about how she's not an imposter. So she doesn't have any imposter syndrome. And that really changed my perspective because she was like, wait, so people that think that they have imposter syndrome is because they're imposters. So it really <laughs> made me think because I, li sorry, I like listening to other people talk and just because if you're speaking, sometimes I do a lot of technical talks, but from time to time, I like to listen to other people on what they're talking about and what it is about. And to me, that really inspired me because I was like, wait, I am not an imposter. So I've never experienced imposter syndrome. So maybe that's what we need to start telling ourselves. We are not imposters, right? You've done the work. Okay. You've achieved everything it's because somebody believed you did you did not lie because definitely everybody has to verify what you're saying right so you're not an imposter so you should not have any imposter syndrome I think that's the answer I would give and going back to the question if I've experienced it myself I would say for me it's more of okay I feel like the self-doubt just comes with the ability to think are you doing good as you should and the way I've changed that narrative in my mindset is that I'm always content where I am because I know I'm not competing with anybody. 
I do not compare myself with anybody. I do not compete with anybody. It's just me. And if it's only you in the race, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> so everything that comes to me, I accept. And everything that doesn't come to me, I'm, I accept it too. Because I'm in no competition with, with anyone, right? Think about it. Mm -hmm. So every award, I think I've won so far five awards. I did not expect that. They all came to me and I was like, hey, look. If somebody's sitting there and thinking, oh, Madonna is doing good. I need to be like her. You're, like you're competing with me. That's wrong. Everybody has a different okay. path mm -hmm. and journey. So I would say comparison, of course, we've had this so many times, is the joy killer. Don't compare. Be you. And do what makes you happy. And you will not have an imposter, you know. Because, mm -hmm. you, again, you're not an imposter. Because yes. you've achieved and done all the things that people say you've done. Yes. And I think that also got validated to me by somebody I, I have never met. And somebody was doing a series and they were asked, who inspired you? And they said, my name. I was like, wait, do they mean the Madonna that sings? And then they said, Madonna, me. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> somebody sent me that video. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. That's so a nice yeah. How did your parents name you Madonna? Yeah, I think my mom. She's a superstar. She's very young too. She doesn't, she does, she, she doesn't like to age. She's not going to age anyway. And I like that. <laughs> I like that. And I think she was a Madonna's fan, maybe. I don't know. But I think Madonna, for those who don't know, in Italian means mother of Mary. So I don't know if she knew that. No, not mother of Mary. Sorry. Mother of Jesus. Mother of Jesus. Yes. You can check it out. Okay. But yes, I think she got inspired either by the Madonna era yeah. or... She, ne she never gave me a good reason. She's like, yeah, I just liked Madonna. You know? It's a nice name. It's 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 well, up. it's unique because nobody has my name. Yes, it's unique. When I saw it, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, beautiful name. Yeah, beautiful. and it's on my passport and everything. So nobody, like even at work, somebody's like, oh my god, you're the only person named that. Yeah. That's amazing because there's so many, and this person said, there's so many John Will or John Smith like me. <laughs> Like, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. In the don't one billion people, unless somebody now decides to call their, their kids that after me, you know. Yeah. So what keeps you stay motivated in your career? Now, that's a good one, too. I feel like what keeps me motivated in my career is just the, okay, let me step back a bit. Now, I think having goals is very important in life. Yeah. And I've again, if you listen to what I've told you from the beginning, I've always been curious. Yes. I have goals. And for my goals, I've always been very kind to myself. I'm not painting a picture of a perfect person now, but I feel like I've always been disciplined to have some goals. And also when the goals don't go as I expected, I don't hold it to myself. This is something I had to learn over years, by the way. It didn't come like that, no. So no. I set goals. And I feel like when you set those goals, it really helps you stay in track of yes. what really motivates you because you're like I have a goal what do I want to be in maybe 10 years now let's say those 10 years came and passed and I wasn't that again I wouldn't hold to myself I would write other goals and say maybe I'll be here you know right. so that was that is what keeps you motivated always having a goal that you're looking forward to because I think in life we might feel empty a lot if we don't look forward to anything Right. So for anyone that's listening, create that picture of where you want to be or where you want to see yourself. Is it a CTO one day? Is it a CEO one day? Is it a founder of a you know, billion company? Yeah. It's okay to have those goals. Dream big. 
What is yeah. limiting you from dreaming big? Dream big. If that doesn't happen, don't be hard to yourself. No. Okay. And also, again, I'm going to go with the incremental goals, incremental changes that the small things, small wins are good. Small wins. Celebrate them. Yeah, it's just small wins towards mm -hmm. your goal. And you're like, yeah, okay, I achieved the goals. So I would say that is something I've always employed. And I don't know where that came from, but I feel like, if, and I think it might either come from the curiosity because I do know people give up a lot. Oh, yes. If people give up a lot. And especially even as an entrepreneur, you're like, okay, yeah. you've got this business. And then maybe after it's not making money, yeah. going where you want it to be, then you give up. And that's maybe yeah. when it would yeah. have started picking up. Picking up. Exactly. So I think having those goals really helps a lot. And I know it might sound like rocket science, but it's not. It's again, our thoughts of, I mean, our mind and thoughts are very powerful. And if anybody wants to make a change in their life, it has to start in the mind, in the so, thought, in the thought process. Yeah. Like saying, yeah, I know I'll get there one day, even if I'm not there now. And again, don't compare yourself with anybody because sometimes we might be comparing the business with somebody else. Like, wow, the neighbor there is doing good. Their business, why is my business not doing good? No. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's going to kill your mood. Yeah don't exactly. do that yeah, yeah we don't know what the neighbor's path has been so comparing exactly the thief of joy i like yeah. that and now when you set your goals do you send quarterly goals or yearly goals or how do you i know you had said no. 10 years. how do you do your goals because that's you, no that's a good question so i think the way i set my goals is i know the overall goal like the long-term goal yes so i've set a goal of let's say in 15 years, I want to be this. 15, I know it's a lot. And sometimes I know that God's laugh when we make plans because, you know, we don't know tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So I always say it's God's plan. So when you set those kinds of goals, it's very important to know that the small ones too, they're very important. So I set a bigger goal, like say, hmm, I want to be, let's say, a politician in 15 years. Mm -hmm. Now, before that time, what do I want to be? Where do I see myself career-wise? What is the progression that I want to make? Now, if I cannot achieve all that, I can do other things that make me happy, right? So yes. just small goals that are incremental and passionate to me. It can be maybe traveling to a new country, seeing new people, going to see my mom. That's a goal, you know? Yes. Letting yes. my mom come see me and my kids. That's a goal, you know? Those tiny things that makes you look forward to tomorrow. They're very important. I like that you say even going to see your mom or your mom coming to see you because it's, it's important to set goals in all areas of our lives. Yeah. So that's family, you know, spiritual, you know, career, travel, you know, whatever, adventure, whatever you want to do, but to set goals in all those areas of our lives. And then just, uh, yeah. I like what you said, what makes you happy? Something that makes you happy. What makes yeah. you happy? Like, yeah, like for instance, last year, I made a goal of taking my kids and my family to Miami for two weeks and we just go to the beach and spend time there. And that's exactly what we did. And it fulfills you. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay too. Things yeah. happen. Sometimes it can be finances. Sometimes it can be your job not coming on time. But if that happens, you're like, fine, this does not happen this time. I look forward to doing it next time. Yeah. Also learning how to practice that is very important. I love this conversation. Now, what has been your greatest accomplishment? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I, <laughs> okay. Whoa. That's an, that's an interesting one. I don't think, of, uh, let me see. Do I? Uh, you see, I struggled with that. Cause... I think you have some, you know, maybe <laughs> in, all, in any area of your life, you know, it could be, you know, your kids. I, I don't know. I'll let you talk. Yeah. 
And I think the reason is why I took a little bit there is because I think I've done so many things and all of them are accomplishment, even little ones. So I'll definitely say bringing up kids, my, my big boy is nine, my small boy is seven and being able to work through it all and being able to raise my family and also just, you know, help the community and also write a book. It's something that I never thought I would do, like a technical book. And wow. turns out, I think I might be the first author, you know, the, a woman author of the hundred book, you know, because I've not seen any other, I've looked in any, in the, so it's it's not an easy task. That's and an then, that is a yeah. big right there. What is the name of the book? More than 113, a development cookbook. So for people that want to learn how to code, they can get the book and start learning how to code, how to make applications for the Android application. I'll make sure we put that link in our show notes. That's interesting. And you do have a podcast too. Yes, the podcast idea was just to elevate women in tech's voices. You know, just come share. You might inspire someone like the same thing you're doing, but just in tech. Yeah. So I think for accomplishment, I feel like every time you think, I consider it an accomplishment because that's how we celebrate ourselves. Yes. Because otherwise, who's going to chill in for us? <laughs> no one. I mean, my kids do, other people do, but mostly it has to start with you. And I think that's very important. That's always been me, my mantra. Like, hey, it has to start with you. Because otherwise, if you're very hard to yourself, you'll end up being depressed because you're like, I've not achieved what I need. I've done, no, 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 don't negative talk to yourself. Don't ever do that. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like that. Because you can't raise, raise healthy kids if you're negative talking yourself, right? Oh, you How can. are you going to do it? Yeah. And they see you. They see you. They, 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 exactly. absorb, they absorb everything and uh, they'll see how you are, you know, mm -hmm. even body language that your thoughts of what you're saying what you're saying to yourself yeah. you'll see that and start picking so if you want to put that self-confidence in them it's yeah. really saying acknowledge yourself celebrate your small wins yeah it has to start with you because mm -hmm. even when you're telling them hey you can do it and yourself i'm telling myself i cannot do it i mean that doesn't make sense yeah does not make sense. Now, anything you would like to tell my listeners about how to stop holding themselves back and just go do it, take action. And I don't know, we did talk about how, you know, you take action, but what would you, any just inspiration, something to encourage yeah. someone who's holding themselves back because they're not believing in themselves? I would say it's not easy. First of all, I think identifying a problem is very important to solving the problem. So you have to understand the problem and then you can solve it. It's the same with mathematics. I loved math a lot. And in every math problem, you have to understand it to solve it. Because if you don't understand it, it was very hard to solve, right? So in life, it's the same. I don't see any difference. Understand the problems that you're encountering. What is the issue? Now, from there, now you can see ways to solve it. So for instance, if you're saying, I really want to start a business and I don't know where I'll get my clients, Number one, go out to the community, find networking events. I feel like in America, there's so many networking events happening everywhere. Be out there, like just throw yourself out there. And then yeah. after you've found like three or four clients, come back, start your business, you know? And then after that, go back to the community, tell them you're doing this. You now have a company, tell them to refer you. And sometimes it may not work as you expected it, because that's a fact. It never works as you expect. But hey, look, at the end of the day, things turn around. It's yeah. just you having that hope and knowing that, hey, even though it's not working now, it will work. That is so 
important in life knowing that hey you know what even though it was working now it will work for instance I mean I worked in my career for all those years of I think 13 years and it's just 2023 where I got like five awards in one year wow exactly right yeah so, so stay the course stay the course start and exactly yeah it you know. starts from somewhere and then it just builds up it doesn't come just in one night and that's what everybody says by the way if you've listened to people that are successful mm -hmm. they just don't start in one night right even if you're born rich I mean I don't think you know no you have to work for it you know so, and so then and also it's fun when you work for it and earn it you're like I did that yeah it's it's yeah. more there's more pride in that when you earn it when you put it you know you put in the work and you mm -hmm. earn it, you're able to celebrate yourself this is such a good conversation, but I want to honor your time. I know it's a Saturday, so I really appreciate your time, Madonna. But before we go, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, just Madonna Wambua. Okay. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. I think I also have a website, but I don't do so much there. It's just a website to just, you know, record my own stuff. Yes. But I think I'm active mostly on LinkedIn because I find that to be more professional site because sometimes you never know your client again if it's a job that you're really worried about can be through my connection like you can just say, hey madonna make an intro i've done that for so many people like madonna i see you know this person introduce me and then i do that oh. and then from there whatever happens i don't know but i've connected you too so i i like that a lot on instagram what do i post just funny stuff Okay. events that I'm doing okay. and people can come to I think I've given out some tickets before to many people like for the events that I'm attending for people to come learn yeah that's very generous of you just being open and and I, it's a truth just you being here is a true testament of what you're saying you know look me up if I have have the connections and I'm able to I will help you because I did ask you the first time when you said yes so I'm really happy and I'm honored to be in your world that we are in each other's world and yeah. I will link up your book in my show notes and your social media handles here so I yeah. just yeah anything else you want to say no I, like I said in the beginning it's good to be accessible because you'll never know who you can impact and like when I say no I don't do that or <laughs> you know that's not me Thank you so much. And I feel like maybe that's what distinguishes me from many people because I've heard that, like, you're very accessible, which is good. I mean, I and I like to be that. Like I said, only corporates is when I'm like, no. And and it's valid, yeah. Corporates, it is valid, yeah. I it's mean, valid, yes. So if corporates, please reach out to Madonna. She has a wealth of information, but it's not going to be for free. <laughs> it's not going to be for free. But Madonna, I thank you for your time. I thank you so much for taking the time to be on my No, podcast. thank you too. And let me know where I can listen and wishing you good stuff. Thank <laughs> you. You as well. So there you have it. I hope you found as much value as I did in this conversation with Madonna. Now, if you're a girl, if you're a woman out there and you may be considering the world of tech, I hope you can see that if Madonna did it, so can you. Leave us a comment in the comment section and let me know what your takeaway was. Until next time, take care. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, please take time to review and rate it. It's the fastest and easiest way to say thank you for creating this content. Until next time, keep thriving. I cannot wait to see you next week. Take care now.